Hello, everybody. Welcome to a bonus episode of The Instance, uh, where we're not going to talk about Warcraft at all today. <laughs> because sometimes... I mean, it, might, it might come up off topic sure, uh, sure. or randomly, yeah, um, or I might just shout, For the Horde! Exactly. Uh, even though I'm playing Alliance at the moment. So, well, know. that's true. You, you're, you're, um, actually, here's a moment to talk a little bit about WoW. Has your decision to return to your roots been a fruitful decision and do you miss the horde at all or are you just happy hanging out in human land i'm i'm constantly oscillating between the two worlds like a a, ter- a horrible neutral person that just refuses to pick a side I so getcha. it kind of just feels like normal play for me i feel like i can use a little more neutrality in my life so i'm kind of in support of your decision i think it's fine i highly recommend it a neutral existence is is a well, it's it's a neutral existence. It is, and I'm feeling pretty <laughs> pretty neutral about it. All right. Uh, well, anyway, we're going to talk today a little bit randomly about something totally different, but probably in many of your wheelhouses because I get the feeling that a lot of you are also going to be Star Wars nerds, and I want to talk a little bit about Star Wars. We're not going to do... Well, you literally have a show called Let's Talk About Star Wars. That's funny. I almost said the name of your show. Um, but Garrett is maybe of all the people I work with and, and associate with and collaborate with, he's probably the biggest Star Wars fan I know. Um, there's some who, you know, claim to be or definitely are, but, you know, if you ask them to name some something from some obscure reference from some movie or whatever, they probably couldn't do it the way Garrett can. And so I think that makes for some interesting conversation because specifically we are now on the tail end of what was for many people their favorite part of Star Wars, the Clone Wars, the animated series, which just ended its uh, long run. What seven? I'm sorry, eight seasons, seven seasons, seven? It, yeah, seven season. It just ended again. Is a good way to put it. Oh yeah, because it kind of <laughs> technically did end before. Um, but this is the long running series that was ca- you know canceled or stalled for a long time, it, and then made... it was a casualty of the Disney purchase, right? Because it happened kind of in the middle of all that, right? Yeah, it was just doing its thing normally on Cartoon Network, which is where Clone Wars originally aired, and then Disney bought Lucasfilm and and just, like, paused everything. That was, like, the Order 66 LucasArts. Yeah. Uh, it, was, it was a big kind of moment of upheaval. Yeah, I remember that. I remember people being angry and also worried because they didn't know how they were going to handle any of, this, any of this stuff, franchise or otherwise. And I also remember all the talk about you know, what was going to be canon and what wasn't, not, what books were still considered canon, and they were dropping a bunch of the other books. People's uh, bull- they, they basically dropped almost all of them. Yeah, pretty much most. I mean, if you if you liked any of those Timothy Zahn books, you know, so sad, too bad was what they said at the time. Thankfully, some of that stuff's made it through and continues on uh, in other parts of the Star Wars universe. However, it was a weird, it was a weird scary time at that time. And, uh, you know, George Lucas walked off with his $4 million, or $4 billion, rather. And <laughs> Disney... Yes, imagine getting Star Wars for $4 million. <laughs> oh, That's a hell of a deal. And then, you know, uh, Disney walked the other direction with this hot new property and had some decisions to make about what to do with it. Well, one of the, the good things to come out of it all eventually was Disney Plus launched, and part of Disney Plus was, hey, we're also going to air what will be the final season of this thing that we left hanging. And uh, people will finally get some closure on Clone Wars. And so you did. And it just ended, what, two weeks ago now was the finale? Something like that? Yep. Yep. Um, On May the 4th, the final episode uh, went up on Disney+. Plus. Oh, that makes sense that they did it then. So now that that's happened, we're past it. 
Did they stick the landing? Well, let me tell you. For, okay, let me tell you from my perspective. Somebody who's seen some of it here and there, but never watched the entirety of the series. I plan to. I want to go watch it all now. Uh, but I just, I don't know. I never got around to it. I was still, I was, I was feeling burnt and a little irritated that they had taken Gendy Tartakovsky's awesome animated short called Clone Wars, if you may recall. There's also it, an, it's it's an okay animated oh, short i love i'm not sure so i'd go as far as saying it's amazing i loved it so much partly because i mean samurai jack is one of my favorite things in the world this clearly had that dna in it at least his take on it and i just thought oh more of this please the second one that he did was less good but the first one i thought was amazing and when that got canned and we suddenly heard oh they're relaunching the clone wars and they're starting with this animated film which was not very good uh, it's terrible. It's terrible. It is very hard to watch. I do not recommend it. Mm-hmm. It's bad. I mean, how can, how canonical is it though? Do people consider it like the first episode? It is. It's canon. Okay. I mean, it's it is the introduction of Ahsoka, who eventually kind of becomes the main character of the Clone Wars, right? And the beloved but character. Through, now. people love her through a very long buildup, though. Right. Well, okay, so. So that happens, <clears throat> and then I remember I was just a little pissed. I remember thinking, you come in here and take the name and then make another thing. You guys suck. And I was mad at him. And so I didn't give it a shot. I didn't give it a chance. And when the movie got terrible reviews, I thought, ha, I'm justified in my hatred. I'm not going to check this out. Forget you. <laughs> well, I was hey, wrong, man, I apparently. do not blame you. It's, it's not the strongest start. I mean, the movie is, I think, just objectively poor. Mm. Um, and the first season isn't the best. Do you recommend as a new viewer of the series if to start at the beginning or should you start later? There's tons of guides out there. If if you're the type of person like me and you really only care about like major arcs, yeah. find a guide. If it looks good, go with it. I don't have one I personally recommend because I have watched every single episode. Okay. Um, but I don't begrudge anyone who who wants to go out there and like skip the filler, skip the more kind of kid focused episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's almost like Harry Potter in a way, although you know, I think early Harry Potter is still supremely high quality, albeit much more uh, lighthearted in, sure, its, in sure. its like themes. Uh, but like the longer the Clone Wars goes, the more mature uh, and kind of nuanced it becomes uh, um, with with the subjects that it tackles. Total side question here, but did you feel that Rebels is a worthy parallel uh, animated story? along with that or did that not do it for you like where were you with oh, that? i love rebels i absolutely clone wars and, and rebels like they're to me like one in the same mm. um i think of them in tandem yeah um the one that i don't put under the same umbrella is resistance which is the most recent animated series which uh, is already over and only ran for two seasons it's one of the most beautiful things i've ever seen yeah. but um much more like aimed at a younger audience, and I so I I was pretty bored with it. Uh, that's unfortunate. Okay, that that answers a whole other third question I had about whether I should even bother with Resistance. It sounds like I maybe shouldn't. So, okay, yeah, I would say uh, just watch Clone Wars and then watch Rebels. Okay, it goes in order. Rebels, I've got a season in, and I loved it, but I put it on pause, and I can't remember why. But I I do look forward to getting back to that and figuring out all this stuff about a certain lightsaber that is famous and all that. Uh, okay, back to Clone Wars for a second. Did they stick the landing? Do you think that after seven seasons of this and this long wait between six and seven and then the ceremonious, you know, sort of, hey, now it's on this new awesome streaming service and we're back at it, fellas, and whatever, did they get where you wanted to go? 
Uh, 100%. Whoa. I thought it was near perfect. Hmm. The whole season or just the end of the season? Like, were there problems the at all? Final four episodes. Okay. Uh, the first eight are, I think, a little rough. Um, but Clone Wars is a show that had a lot of filler episodes that were kind of, you know, just like, let's gallivant around the galaxy. And that's very much kind of what the first eight feel like. Mm-hmm. Um, which aren't, they're not necessarily bad. It's just, it's the final season. Like it, I, I never thought I'd ever even see any more Clone Wars. So I was pretty impatient to get to the big stuff. So still a good time. Like you wouldn't say, oh, avoid the first half of the season. Nah, it's totally just... worth watching. Okay. But it's it's not even in the same parsec as the final four episodes. Got it. Now, in the Clone Wars TV series, there was a character called Nico Breckenridge. Do you know who that is? Nico Breckenridge? I don't know who that is. Nope. Okay. Who's that? Uh, there's also somebody called Bo Katan. You remember that name? I know Bo Katan. Okay. In both those cases, those characters were voiced by actress Katie Sackhoff, probably most famously known as Starbuck on the Battlestar Galactica series, which I know you didn't finish, but um, you know, she's Starbuck, she's cool. Everyone likes her. It's it's one of it's one of my like nerd shames that I I don't really like it. I know. Do you I do do you ever feel nervous? Well, not nervous, but I have these things. You know, there's certain things that people love, and I'm like, I don't know why I don't like what you love, but this is the one case where I can't do it. It's the one notch on your nerd card you can't you can't punch. And I get it. I totally get it. You know what that is for me? Riddick, Chronicles of Riddick, Riddick. Uh, the first one was called. She she was in that. She was in Riddick. Oh, was she? <laughs> I didn't even think of that. Um, but Katie the first Sackoff was in Riddick. What yeah. was the first movie? Something in the dark. Uh, uh, pitch, pitch black, black? Pitch, black. Pitch, I love pitch black. Yeah. And I you don't, like I can't black? stand it. I can't stand it. Oh, I mean, it doesn't, the, the CG doesn't hold up at all, but at the time that was a rad movie. That's everyone says this except me. So I, I guess what I'm saying is I get it, man. Um, Battlestar Galactica BSG is one of my favorite things I ever had in my life ever, despite it not really sticking its landing, but it was an amazing series and changed sci-fi on TV forever. I think, but I can understand if it wasn't somebody else's bag of chips, I totally get it. So I, I actually struggle with kind of like hardcore sci-fi. Um, like I've never been a huge Star Trek fan. Um, even the Expanse, which I love dearly, yeah. eventually it just it becomes a little too heavy and I just have to take a break. It's a little oppressive. Yeah, I, I totally get what you're saying. I think the Expanse doesn't even exist without BSG blazing the trail. And it's a def- definitely a turn in science fiction from the more bright Star Wars slash Star Trek, you know, kind of fair yeah. that we were used to. Uh, and I totally get it, especially you as a as such a huge Star Wars fan. You've obviously glommed onto that. That's hilarious, though, too, because we were on the instance today talking about how you like the dark, gothic, vampiric weirdness in video games, but uh, but when it comes to your science fiction, you're a little more on the you're a little more on the bright side. It sounds like. Well, <coughs> Alien is one of my favorite films of all time. So, sure. it's, but it's like it, that's its own brand of dark. Yeah. Uh like it's a horror movie in space. Yeah. Um <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it's it, it it's kind of is what it is. But yeah, like going back like I was just raised on Spielberg Lucas, like so like it's Star Wars, it's Indiana Jones, like that's just like in my blood. Yeah, same. I I feel a similar connection to all that stuff. So anyway, the the point I was trying to get around to this Nico Breckenridge character, Bo Katan, they were both voiced by her. Turns out they are going to now um, put her into the um, what the hell is it called? The Mandalorian show. She's been cast 
And this is no longer rumor. It's real. Um, and so, she, oh, sorry, I, go ahead. Look, seeing Nico Breckenridge is a character on something entirely unrelated to Star Wars. Um, oh, I'm on, you know what? I'm on the wrong page. That's another life. <laughs> it's a whole different series. I take it back. It's only Clone Wars and it's Bo-Katan. Yeah. Sorry. My She's bad. Bo-Katan. Okay. Yeah. I never knew this. I didn't know she was Bo-Katan. No, Mine, she looks like Bo-Katan. That makes so much sense. Yep. Now you get it. Uh, okay. So she is going to be Bo-Katan again, but in The Mandalorian. So not just... I mean, this is this is rumor, not confirmed. I thought correct? this was confirmed. Let me see. Another classic character Star Wars make their live action debut in The Mandalorian. It's come to light that Katie Sackhoff will portray... Uh, her in the Disney Plus series. She previously voiced the character on the Clone Wars and Rebels. Uh, Sackhoff will now be making the jump to bridge the character. According to the report, Sackhoff is playing the Mandalorian warrior. Um, Vince uh, says how she will, how her story will be entwined has not been revealed, but it is said the actress filmed the role back in February before production was shut down. So apparently this well, is... Well, like- Scott. I, well, Scott, I know you don't want to get into Clone Wars spoilers, but are we allowed to get into Mandalorian spoilers? Oh, that's a... I mean, maybe a little. <laughs> Which will also kind of be Rebel spoilers, but all of this has been out for a while. <laughs> right. So. right. I think we're okay. We're okay, right, Skirt. So, uh, you know the really rad lightsaber at the end of The Mandalorian? Yeah, the dark uh, dark saber or whatever the hell it's called. What's it called? It's called the dark saber. Dark saber. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's that's a, like a Mandalorian artifact. And uh, the last time we see it in the animated series, it is in the hands of Bo-Katan. Oh, and then the Mandalorian, uh, Moff Gideon, has it for some reason. Somehow, yeah. yeah. yeah I'm going to assume whatever the Purge is, which is referenced a shit ton of times in the Mandalorian's first season, uh, probably ends with uh, Bo-Katan losing control of the Darksaber. And so one would assume, though, if, this, if these rumors, or not these rumors, if the story is to be believed, if she's going to be in here, it won't be in the capacity of flashbacks and things, although I suppose it could be. Um but in theory, she's she's back at it and after this blade again or something, right? Would so, make a lot of sense, especially since it's also being uh, rumored uh, from a lot of trusted sources that the character of Ahsoka Tano will be making an appearance. Uh, that there's she was she has a lot of interminglings with another Mandalorian by the name of Sabine in Star Wars Rebels, which is the big connection to Bo Katan and how the dark saber even makes it her way. That's fascinating. Okay. Uh, I'm all down with this because I really like Katie Sackhoff a lot as an actress. And I didn't know she was in the Clone Wars or that she'd be voicing the same character. So that blows my mind. So I'm already in. But uh, I have no idea how she is as Nico Breckenridge in another life. You guys will have to go find that out for yourselves. I have no idea. <laughs> I love them just assuming that she's like, oh, Nico Breckenridge. I mean, there's a character named Niku in Resistance, but it sure as shit isn't Katie Sackhoff. Yeah, I don't know how I did that. Nico seemed like a name that felt right, so I was just skipping around. Anyway. Yeah, Niku in Resistance is voiced by the actor who played Big Head in Silicon Valley. Oh, really? I like yeah. him. Yeah, well, you haven't seen Resistance, so you wouldn't know this. No, no, but I haven't, and I also haven't seen all of Silicon Valley, but I know who Big Head is. All right, now you're blowing my mind. All right, anyway, the point is, uh, here's what the, the, the ultimate point I wanted to get to. We're now at a point where we have all of this great Star Wars content, or at least in theory, it's all great, and it's all happening at once, and you got new series to look forward to. You have an amazing one that just ended. You have more content on the way, assuming after all this pandemic business 
things get back to regular production schedules. We should see the Obi-Wan series. You know, all this other stuff's happening. How do you feel about the state of it all? Like, did Disney do what you want them to do? Are we okay? Three films notwithstanding, the ones that happened in theaters, and maybe maybe those included in this conversation. But oh, we, we got five new ones in theaters. <laughs> uh, that's a good point. I keep forgetting. And then two, and I liked those two more than I like the main trilogy, if you want my opinion. I'm kind of with you. I, I don't know. I really like the force awakens and i i i was a little more waffling on the last jedi but after seeing rise of skywalker it made me like the last jedi a lot more yeah um so yeah i uh, to me it's it's a net positive i i like more of the new star wars than i dislike yeah. um well the further i get away from rise of skywalker the more i think i was like just my god what a hot mess yeah uh, of of filmmaking um but everything else I really like. But isn't I mean, that uh, great? Isn't it great, would... though, that they the, the pivot? It's so interesting to me because the pivot in general in media has been television's where you're getting some of your best stuff. Theaters is where you're getting your popcorn. And more and more that's been true over the years. And it's ironic to me that Star Wars, one of the great blockbuster monsters of all time in, in the history of movie theaters, is just better at home. And I don't mean the movies are better at home. I mean, like, a, a long-form series like The Mandalorian is just great uh, an animated series or two have been great in a way that you can't be in two hours and call it good or even three films that are at two hours a piece you know two years apart i mean i, I think they they could have been um i mean i would argue that force awakens the last jedi are good mm-hmm. films yeah. um and i think marvel has clearly proven that you can have popcorn films that are also just good movies um yeah, that's true so like I I don't really I have no idea I have so many I have so many different thoughts and we'll never really know like what the hell exactly went wrong with Rise of Skywalker but clearly things didn't go the way I think they necessarily wanted them to um, but I, I don't know like in my my in my head my head canon for how this all went down is like I think there's just a stronger willingness to let go mm. uh, of what you what upper management thinks star wars is supposed to be for yeah. its its smaller series and for some reason they just grip so tightly to what the hell they think a movie's supposed to be that it, it kind of comes out shoddy and written via committee yeah i think that's a that's a pretty good way of putting it i agree my hope is that they uh i want them to really lean in on what they've learned from that and maybe the films could flesh themselves out a bit more T- uh, taika watiti making a star wars movie is very exciting to me uh, both from the standpoint of I like it when my Star Wars movies are a little bit funny. Um, you can put a little bit of humor yeah, his, in there. And his episode of Mandalorian was fantastic. It really was. And his characterization of that IG-11 or what? 11? Yeah. IG-11? Yeah. Yeah. IG-11, yeah. He was very good at that. Um, um, I, You know, more of more of that sort of approach is, is, is a welcome thing. Plus just getting out of the shadow of a new trilogy that has to be the end all be all for this for the transfer of power of star wars from george lucas or from lucas arts to or lucasfilm rather to disney we have that out of the way now so now can we just be experimental and a little bit more creative and you know less stringent about having the story basically adhere to the the rules of the skywalker saga like i really look forward to them not doing that anymore and um yeah whether it's good or not who knows I think too, and I, I try not to like idolize um, certain people too much, but uh, like to me and to like my friends uh, and family that really love the Clone Wars, uh, the success of the Mandalorian is something we're looking at going, finally, everyone else knows 
what we know, which is that Dave Filoni is the next George Lucas. Mm-hmm. Oh, that guy's, uh, that's, he's clearly, right? Like, he's yeah. the right guy to, to put in charge of a whole bunch of Star in Wars the, stuff. Is the most, in the most positive way. Like, right. all the, any positive connotation you have with George Lucas, I realize, you know, everyone and their mother has an opinion about the prequels, but, uh, Evelyn and crew like that's why I say I try not to, I try not to make it just about him because like clearly there's such a huge team that he's been working with since Clone Wars um, on these animated series because all three of them uh, Clone Wars Rebels and Resistance basically been done by like the same group I'm sure you know tons of people have come and gone over the years but it's it's the same animation team you know under the helm of, of Dave Filoni mm-hmm. um, and Filoni worked on Mandalorian his, so, the best episodes of that were the ones he had his name all over too. Like anytime I'd yeah, see well, Filoni, well, he he oversaw the entire thing alongside uh, what's his face, Iron Man. Uh, uh, oh my God! Why am I blanking? I'm blanking on too. Hold on. Extremely famous man who has made amazing pieces of fiction. Yeah. Uh, that I love dearly, John Favreau. John Favreau, jeez <laughs> Louise. I was going to say it was Monica's boyfriend on a couple of seasons of Friends, but that's a terrible way of describing who that is. Anyway, I've never seen an entire episode of Friends. Dude, that's amazing. And I you know what? You're just fine. You're fine. I was I was uh, I was a Seinfeld kid. Me too. 100%. Like there's a to me there's a there's an eternal war between those two shows and the and the clear winner was always and always will be uh, Seinfeld, but yeah, Friends is I've seen Friends. Don't you're fine. You don't need it. You're good. Yeah, by the time I was done with that, I was on to 30 Rock and Parks and Rec. And yeah, like good shows. All that kind of stuff. <laughs> but yeah, but the thing I was going to say about that is there was like two seasons there where Monica was, or the character Monica was dating this super rich guy, kind of Elon Musk type dude who was John Favreau. And um, when I was growing up, that's all I knew Favreau as as an actor. And so when somebody said, oh, he'll be doing the new Iron Man, I was like, what? Really? Okay. Favreau is such an interesting character because yeah. he's had such a bizarre career. Like he's all over the place. Like he clearly wants to do, you know, more, you know, higher end, you know, film like, like chef, but he's also happy to, you know, blow the roof off with some blockbusters and mm-hmm. just be a ridiculous human being in some comedies. And I, don't know, I just, I find Favreau yeah. fascinating. Like Elf is a great, example of how different he can make a movie that's just like a, the most i don't know was that 2003 it's one, like one of the most not that's not the word I'm, I'm trying to find the right word for it here but it's it's a very family pleaser thing but it's got cult status everybody watches elf every year for christmas and yeah it's like a big yeah. deal but then you'll make something like i don't know it was a third i kind of hated not a fan wasn't my wasn't my thing cowboys and aliens bad movie cowboys and aliens is bad bad i kind of like cowboys and aliens. oh man i mean i love the comic i think the movie's just a bummer but i, I think it's just like uh it's just pretty to look at i just like looking at cowboys and aliens and it's, then on the, and then on the other hand he'll blow everybody's mind with you know iron man was was amazing uh what he did with uh literally man. changed the industry yeah yeah but then he'll do something in 2019 like the lion king which looked amazing and was only really mired by the fact that it used the exact same dialogue spoken by different people for no real good reason. Like it was just a skin on top of the same dialogue. It wasn't even, it wasn't even the original dialogue people delivering it. It was new people delivering the exact same lines in the exact same scenes without any of the flourish of the original hand animated thing. And it made the Lion King just kind of a bummer. 
Like it just is a weird thing. I'm so. imagining a worse version of Warcraft Three Reforged, where they uh, <laughs> they just get like weird, yeah, uh, <laughs> weird weird people to go reboys Arthas and Thrall. No, I'm into it. I mean, I kind of some of it. I wish they would have. Like I like old video game d- dialogue. Is the VO there was no video game VO industry. It was just usually people that worked on the game, uh-huh. and some of that stuff is great, dude. Just terrible. And some of it are troll accents. Oh yeah, no, you're you're not wrong. Uh, I uh yeah, yeah, but no, I, I'm really happy with Star Wars is right now, and and everything I'm hearing about Mandalorian season two as a Clone Wars fan seems amazing. And honestly, after um, this is something I've been thinking of since seeing the finale for for Clone Wars, yeah, which will mean nothing to you because I haven't seen it yet. But um, so the final four episodes, like minor spoiler here, but this has been like. This was in interviews leading up to it, right. so um, I'm, I'm going to mark this as fair game. The final four episodes of Clone Wars uh, happen more or less uh, in tandem with Episode Three, yeah, Revenge of the Sith, right? Um, and I was I was really kind of curious how they're going to pull it off, and and this is this is in tandem with a concern I was starting to have about Season Two of Mandalorian bringing all of this, all of these players from the Clone Wars universe, right? Um, with news about it. and again, none of it's officially been announced, but it's actually it's actually being reported by by you know, outlets we trust. It's not we've got this covered. If anyone sends me another link from that damn website, I'm going to scream. Um, <laughs> uh, they're full of absolute garbage. Yeah. Um, but like slash film, I trust them. They yeah. tend to they tend to vet their sources. And um, but uh, my my concern is like if you haven't seen Clone Wars and like we're in- injecting. Ahsoka and Bo-Katan and maybe even Sabine, which would make sense if the Darksaber's, you know, coming up. Like, are, are people going to be able to follow her? Do you need to go back and watch seven seasons of uh, of animated 30-minute episodes, some that are way better than others? Mm-hmm. Uh, or, or are you going to make it stand on its own? And so I was, I was watching the final four episodes, and they really stand on their own. They do just enough to let you know what the hell's going on in episode three of the movie without hitting the brakes on the story uh, and like without derailing the spotlight from characters like Ahsoka, who we should be spending time with. Cause we can, if we want to spend time with Anakin, we can go watch the movie. Right. And so having seen how they kind of handled that, uh, cause like, I really think you could have not seen episode three, watch the finale of clone wars and be totally fine. Yeah. And I think that's a really cool way to handle it. I kind of wish that is how I had seen it. Cause I hate, those three movies i know I you know i know I you do it. you love them and you should you're a true star wars fan and i've been a star wars fan since i was eight freaking years old when i saw it in the theater seven whatever i was and L- listen one and two are extremely problematic and there are parts of three that are just like why who was somebody just didn't tell george no clearly yeah uh but there's a lot about three i like there are bits that are good and that's good <laughs> if that makes any sense all right well my, there... my answer whether one or two is the worst changes on a daily basis yeah no i totally understand um well i feel pretty good about what we've done with star wars today you guys can expect these sorts of random conversations sometimes sometimes they'll be uh blizzard and wow related but sometimes they freaking won't be they'll be about stuff like this but it'll always always be something nerdy i can guarantee you that we're never going to talk about how um i don't know uh Math, hey Scott, what what stocks do you like right now? What do you think I should invest in? Yeah, see, that's boring. That's lame. We could talk about cars sometimes. I know you love cars, and I'd love to talk more about cars. I built this. I built a racing sim rig. That's right, you did. Damn straight, you did. So, 
hey, wouldn't you like to know more about that? I know I would. Uh, but you got to keep coming back here for our bonus shows. And the way you do that, if you're listening to this late and you're hearing this later, it's because you're not yet supporting us as a Dungeon Plus member. So go check that out at theinstance.net. To everybody else who's hearing this early, well done. You guys were the smart ones. And we appreciate having you around. Uh, so Thanks thank for the you support. So oh, yeah, the support matters. It means a lot to us. So thank you all very, very much. Uh, who knows what we'll talk about next time, but expect another bonus show in the next 30 days or so. Until then, I hope you all have a fantastic day, night, week, whatever it is, and uh, we'll see you next time. Garrett, any final words of wisdom before we go? Uh, may the force be with you. I like it. Perfect way to end it. We'll see you guys next time. Bye.